This conference will now be recorded. Hi, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the weekly weather for March 12th to March 19th. This is the biggest and most significant week in 2023 to be followed by next week, which is the second biggest and most significant week this week. And then last week was the third uh, most significant. So we're into the middle. This is the peak, right? You know, remember kind of like having a labor, you start squeezing and then next last week, it's this week, it's really big. And then next week, it's almost as big. Um, so big, big news um, and lots of changes. And also we're going to be, it's going to be a little wild and we're going to be moving forward very fast. So uh, buckle up, buttercup, because <laughs> we're on a roll. And remember, it's transitory, it's transitions. It's saying, you know, this moment has been building for a while. Now it's happening and we're going to figure out how to work with it this week. We're going to talk about what's ahead um, and what days to kind of really prep for. And then also when I do my uh, list at the beginning of the year, you notice March 12th, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. 11 huge aspects in March that this week. Big aspects, big, big stuff. So get ready. Um, we're going to be okay. We're going to be on the other side of it, and uh, our life will be changed. All right, first up, Juno entered Taurus yesterday, uh, uh, bright and early. Taurus, of course, is the sign of her partnerships, her relationships, her connections to others. So we can, as of course, she left Aries, she kicked up as she left Aries and squared Pluto. And when she did that, she said, okay, some of our partnerships have been irrevocably changed. We're done. We're done here. We're not doing this anymore. It's over. And, uh, you know, I was witness to one myself on some, uh, as this shift happened over the weekend. And we went, okay, you know, that change into how the partnerships are going to be defined and what we expect of them what our relationships are because Juno is very much our relationship planet. It's where we partner with others. So sometimes we partner with things that are not good for us or sometimes we're in a partnership rut and we kind of look at it and we see Juno is going to be coming into this week a sextile to Saturn in his newly entered sign of Pisces. So we recognize that that Juno Saturn sextile which happens it's going to have us see things, see our partnerships and our relationships in a new way. The key when we have a lot of planets happening at the same time is to look at the nature of the planets. So when we're looking, we see the Sun-Neptune conjunction coming, but we also know that we've had three squares of Mars to Pluto, right, in, since Mars went into Gemini in August. This, is, this week we have the third and final square. We also see that the Jupiter here is hanging out, rolling between Vesta and Chiron. Now we know Vesta is the home, Chiron is the wound, but Vesta is also our bodies. It's also our office. It's also our car, where we live. You know, my sister, when she was a coach, lived in her car. Um, so we have this energy of, um, where am I? What am I doing? Where am I living? Right? Or what, what's going on with my body? So sometimes this can be a health aspect. There's a lot of health aspects that happen when planets change signs. 
um, meaning they shift, and something that was right at the edge, ruptures, fractures, breaks, changes. So we're going to watch for that energy this week because last week we had Saturn shift on the 6th of March, and next week we have Pluto shift. And we know that the Saturn and the Pluto are dancing with each other in what's called the semi-sextile. Now, semi-sextiles are our blind spots. So there's the area, they're the areas where we don't really see anything clearly unless we turn and look, right? Unless we turn and look, because it's the second house, which is right next to us. Very often we don't see our talents and skills. And it's the 12th house, which is right next to us, where we don't see our blind spots. Right. So when from the perspective of Saturn, Pluto is in his 12th house. So he is now shifted into the sign where he's been, you know, the last six years being tough. And he just shifted into the sign of Pisces where he's kind of like, I'm, I'm just done. I'm exhausted. From the perspective of Pluto, Saturn, who met up with him in 2020 when we had COVID, is now in a semi-sextile. So the two of them are in a... He's saying to him, can you reach over there and get my, you're driving in the car, right? Pluto's driving. He says to Saturn, can you give me my sunglasses out of the glove compartment? So Saturn's helping Pluto, but Pluto is in Saturn's blind spot. Remember, wherever we have Pluto, we have triangle drama. You know, drama is, drama is Pluto's middle name. Triangles, you, another person, a third person, you, another person, a third, another person, and a third thing. Drug addiction anger, rage, whatever, you know, think Pluto words. But we do know he's compromising, he uncompromising. He has an addictive quality. He has a, um, a quality of, uh, you know, kind of just relentlessness. And Saturn has essentially given up. He has said, I have lived with you, for the, in you, for the last six years. I've been in Capricorn the last six years. I am tired. I want a nap. I want to leave. I'm just feeling very defenseless. Saturn and Pisces can also be martyring. Like, I feel like a martyr. I feel like I suffer all the time. That's lower form Saturn. Higher form Saturn goes, all right, this too shall pass. In 100 years, what's it worth? In five years, what's it worth? But what do I have to do to get my structures in place so that they support my dreams of the future? That's the higher version. Lower version is feeling sorry for yourself lower version can be health aspects. I had this weird thing, Saturn went into Pisces on the sixth, and my eye, my left eye popped up, meow, like this big bubble under it. And I'm like, what the hell is with my eye? So it, understand Saturn's shifting reality. He's shifting reality now. He's saying, okay, let's go into this new thing and give ourselves permission, give ourselves an opportunity to change direction. So at the same time, he's in the blind spot of Pluto. Pluto's over here and he may whack them. So you may see something in a way you never saw it before because that's what wants to happen now, right? And then of course, Mars getting off of Neptune, we really see things. So it's a, this is a week of aha, a week of seeing things we hadn't seen before and also a tough week on planet Earth. Um, next up on Tuesday, now mind you, Tuesday, and uh, Friday are our really bad days this week, <laughs> really bad. Let's reframe that, our really intense days. So think about, you know, if you got a day off, you know, you take the day off. If you have to go to work, just remember everybody else is going to have a very intense day on Tuesday and Friday. 
and um, just be prepared. Of course, Friday is Valentine's Day, right? And there is a, uh, you know, back when you studied ancient history, beware the Ides of March, right? The Ides of March are the 15th. You remember that, right? Beware the Ides of March. And that's, I believe, when uh, Julius Caesar got killed, right? Is that, I don't remember who got, somebody got killed in Rome. But anyway, it's the Ides of March this week too. We still have Uranus on the world point for another degree. And as Mars comes to square Neptune, this is his third square of Neptune. So the first, remember, he's been in Gemini since August. He squared Neptune on October 2nd and also on October 19th, 1-9. And now he's squaring him for the third and final time. Once he squares him, he releases the square from the sun and then immediately, uh, which he had last week, and now he, or the sun's going to have, sun's, he's going to have a sun square this week. But he has, releases the square from Neptune and suddenly the floodgates burst. Water ruptures, water file, tons of water, watch for water. Big water week, big tear week, big reveal of things going on in the secret week. So watch that Mars-Neptune square. And also this Mars-Neptune has a deceptive quality to it. The deception gets revealed or the things that have been going on in secret get revealed, which then once they're, re and they've been going on since last August, it's not like you haven't been getting little whispers of them, especially on October 12th and October 19th, but now you're gonna find out what's really been going on. And in your own life, look at where Gemini is and look at where uh, Neptune, where look at where Pisces is, because that's where the change is gonna happen. So we're gonna watch for that and move forward with it. Um, then we have, uh, up next, we have the sun meeting up with Neptune, right? So the sun comes over Neptune. Again, the fog clears. And we see that that happens on Wednesday when the fog clears and we move into a new energy, a new idea, a new space in terms of what's going on. And we, we see the fog and then the sun is going to come to square Mars and that's going to be later in the week. That's going to be on Friday. Uh, Mercury meets up with Neptune. Okay. Mercury is the planet of ideas and communications. And when it meets up with Neptune, and notice this Sun-Neptune-Mercury conjunction is high in the sky. It's at 25. Whatever you have at 25 is having this churning of the ocean in the water. Mercury is how we communicate. Uh, and as it hits and passes Neptune, we have an, an idea of things we hadn't seen before. The fog dispels. We're going to see things clearly after Thursday when Mercury goes past Neptune and he is now out of the fog. He's also approaching, uh, as we see, a square to Mars. So first up, we have the Sun square Mars. On Thursday, again, an action-oriented energy. It is also Mars in an opening um, square to the sun, asking us to take action, asking us to move forward, asking us to go, okay, go. Now, I've been, you know, you know, I'm into politics. I've been watching this. I think this is the week Trump gets his indictments handed down. I think we start hearing whispers of it on Wednesday and they happen on Friday. And because Mars is in Gemini, there might be two indictments. We'll see. Um, I'm like looking at this and going, all right, stuff's rocking and rolling up there. And of course, that Mars and Gemini is right on Trump's uh, 
Sun, Uranus, North Node. So we'll see. Um, but I, you know, when I'm looking at politics, I'm like, all right, things happening, things moving forward, and the Sun is square Neptune, and we have a forward motion that's on Thursday, and then right behind it, we have Venus square Pluto. Now, Venus here, remember the, our little girlfriend here is in last degree Aries, and she's in last degree Aries, a sign she does not care for very much, but she is squaring Pluto in an opening square, asking her to take action, move things forward, get things done. And again, uh, in a sign she doesn't care for, squaring Pluto for the last time for 248 years while he's in Capricorn. So next year he goes into Capricorn, or he goes into Aquarius. When she's in Aries, she's not gonna be squaring him. So earlier this year, when Venus was on Pluto, I said, this is the last time she's meeting him for 248 years. Should have been some big reveal in your relationships or around your finance or around your money. And this Venus square Pluto is it. That's the last one. Now, we also had last week, we had the bank out west collapse, the Silicon Valley Bank collapsed uh, with billions of dollars, even though the federal government only insures them for 250000 Some people knew and got their money out. Other people didn't know, money's stuck in there, and we're talking millions, right? So we see this Venus square Pluto, and one of the things that the economic um, people have been saying into the economic astrology, and the economists, and all the world people have been saying, hey, big financial adjustments in 2023, and people were saying to me, when did I think it would happen? And I'm like, I think it might happen before Pluto goes into Aquarius, because it's an, you know, it's a, Cardinal Capricorn's a cardinal sign. So I think this is the bank business too. So we're going to watch if that Mercury, Neptune, Mars, if more banks fall uh, or more banks have runs on them. And Venus here is in a square to Pluto, right? So Venus is money in a harsh position being and squaring Pluto, the government, the control. And we remember when Pluto went into Capricorn in 08, we had the financial collapse. We bailed out the banks. So now I think it's starting. I think last week when uh, Silicon Valley Bank went down is the shot across the bow. And remember when Lehman collapsed, everybody went, wow, that place just collapsed in a second. And it's like, yep, it did. So this is going to be fast because these are cardinal signs. And the Sun, the Mercury, and the Neptune are square the Mars. So whatever the whatever that action is that needs to take place, Mars is now past his shadow degree. He is out of there. He is into new territory this week. And so all the stuff we've been working on since August, we went forward till November 6th, then we went backward to January 12th. Now we're going forward again. Oh, gonna be a hard week on earth. But also it is a week where we're really going to find out stuff. And as we find it out, we have to recognize, oh, this is not the first time I've heard this, huh? Or, you know, I had a suspicion of that. So, you know, the whole thing is once stuff is revealed, we can do something about it. Until the problem is named and seen, we can't do anything. Now we can do stuff. And as Pluto goes into Aquarius for a few months, he's going to give us a sneak preview of the next 20 years. Yes, 2-0. The last time he was in Aquarius was 1777, American and French Revolutions. The time before that was the Inca Empire collapsing with Cortez invading, 
with a smallpox virus, novel virus, but it also was when the Catholic Church, when Brittany and France got mad at the Catholic Church and said, the heck with you. And the Bible was published in English for the first time, which was very controversial. They didn't want you reading that old Bible, because if you read the Bible, you would know what was going on. You would you would kind of question, like it does says, what does it say, right? Um, and then the time before that, uh, China, or Kublai Khan, established a common language and a common currency and promoted tr trading in China, again, changing how people thought. And it also was when guns were invented. So you could now kill through air, Pluto in Aquarius, killing through air, right? And so we know this is major changes in how we think. The time before that was the collapse of the Ottoman Empire that lasted for 400 years. And the Byzantine Arab Wars happened and boom, that was the beginning of the end. So it's major changes in how we think about things and how we see things and our ideas as Pluto goes into Aquarius. But today, when Venus squares Pluto, uh, that's a biggie because Venus in Aries has now saying goodbye to Pluto. They've been, you know, she's talked to him every day or once a year since 2008, and now she's done. And he's like, bye Venus, I'm going off into Capricorn. I'm leaving Capricorn. She goes, good, bye. <laughs> she's in Aries. She's like, it's okay, you can go. So you may find a lot of relationship breakup energy because Venus rules relationship. Venus rules money. That's why I was spending the time on the financial stuff. Venus rules how what we value. And you may look at things in your life and go, that has no value to me anymore. I need to figure out what that is. So that's the energy of this Venus square Pluto on Thursday. And remember, we're going to feel the energy building. So these are the days it's exact. But we have all these squares this week, right? And all these conjunctions with Neptune. So the illusion is going to start to come forward. We also have Venus entering Taurus, which is the sign of her rulership. And she does that on Thursday. So that means Venus calms down. She's happy. She's content. She's like working with stuff. And she's solid, right? So now she's shifting. Once she shifts, the Aries and the Libra planets in your chart as well as in the sky, all calm down because Venus was in fire. And so the planets that are ruled by Taurus uh, and Libra, I think I said Aries, the plant, now that she's shifting out of Aries into Taurus, the planets that are ruled by her calm down, including that little Uranus that's been on the world point because he's been answering to a hot on fire Venus. And now she calms down and he comes down. Doesn't mean he's not less destructive. He's still on a world point, but it, it the energy Venus goes, okay, okay, look, we have to come up with a, we have to come up with a plan. We have to come up with a solution and notice as she shifts, we have this lovely little constellation of the sun, Mercury, Neptune. Now I will say the sun, Mercury and Neptune is sorrows. It's an energy of sorrows. If you look at the Arabic part, sorrows, it's also treachery when the sun and that Neptune meet up. So we know we're gonna, we've got treacherous stuff this week. We also have reveals this week. And as the sun and Mercury pull away from Neptune, we're gonna see things more clearly. But because Mars is squaring them, you know, it's a little bit out of the frying pan into the fire. But at the same time, you know, you're hitting that fire, hop out quick. Tony Robbins does that fire walk. I, one of my, one of my clients, uh, one of my lawyer, actually she's my lawyer, she did my will. She went down and did the fire walk <laughs> in, I think, Tex, Florida someplace. 
I said, you really, you walked on those coals? She goes, yeah, and it was really cool. I'm like, okay. Uh, but yeah, you're hopping out into the fire. And when you hop into the fire, hop out quick. All right. You don't have to stand in the fire, but hop out quick. We are, it also means we're going to hear fire stories this week, right? Next up. Now, Friday is our really, really intense day because here we're going to have Mercury square Mars. Mercury is harsh words, sudden reveals, sudden knowledge, new news, really intense energy. Uh, Mercury squaring Mars. And of course, Mars is now in new territory. So all the stuff he's been mumbling about and that you heard in October, that you heard about in November, now he takes action on it. He'd been thinking about it for a while. And Mercury square Mars, he does something. So careful, caution, uh, pay attention. We also have Mercury combust the sun. Now Mercury combust the sun is very smart, very intelligent. It's when you put your finger in a candle. My mother was Leo with Sag Moon. We always had candles at dinner. And you would put your, can your finger in the candle. And when you were in the blue part, it didn't hurt. But when you were above the candle, it hurt, right? But Mercury combusts the sun. The sun gets incredibly intelligent and a little cunning. And it's in Pisces. And it answers to Jupiter and Aries, which answers to that Mars and Gemini that is now encumbered. You get an idea what's going to happen, right? So think about it. They're both there. You know, I mean, they do answer to Neptune, which is the, now I see it clearly. But they also answer to the traditional ruler, Jupiter and Aries, which is in the home, in the hearth, Jupiter and Vesta are hanging out. So if you've been fighting in your home or fighting in your office or fighting in your car, very big day for road rage, um, we want to just be a little careful. It is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, my mother always would say everybody wants to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. It is two days after the Ides of March. And we have a lot of action going on in the sky. So when we watch that, we also see this Moon-Pluto conjunction. Um, and the Moon is coming to aspect Pluto. Now, Pluto, remember, is not going to be in, in a Capricorn forever. Uh, or Aquarius. He's only going to be in Aquarius till June. So he, while Venus is done with him, Moon is kind of really bringing up deep sorrows with him. And we're going to have next week, which is why it's going to be tough, we're going to have Pluto changing into Aquarius. And we're also going to have the Mars form a finger of God energy with Pluto, as well as the, the seasonal ingress. But, but this week, we see with Mercury combust the sun, this very strategic visionary thing going on with Mercury and the sun. But is it doing to Neptune working on your dreams? Or is it doing to Jupiter and Aries? I'm in the mood to destroy things. Again, you got people with mental illness. You got people with rage issues. You got someone that's giving you a hard time. This is a great time to avoid them if you can, because there's a very over-the-top energy with this. Uh, in term, Remember, Mars is still out of bounds till May. So he's in charge of those Aries planets who now are... Um, activating and also the sun and the Venus and the Jupiter are activating, you know, whatever was going on behind the scenes, now it takes off. So there's a very forward motion here with that Mercury in, uh, at 17 on Friday, on Friday. Then, uh, the sun sextile, Venus sextile Saturn. There's an opening sextile. 
Saturn's in a sign he hasn't been in in 28 years. So think back to 94 to 97. Think back to um, 64, 65. Think back in time to when those planets, when Saturn entered Pisces and he was in that sign. Uh, there was a revelation, there was a reveal, there was some new knowledge that happened. Venus in a sextile to Saturn, now that she's in Taurus, is going to see things in a different way. And there's not a lot of fire in the sky that day, but there is a lot of physical stuff, a lot of intellectual stuff, a lot of emotional stuff on Friday. Uh, Mercury sextiles Pluto, that's on Saturday. So Mercury is, remember, we've got now the sun coming into sextile Pluto too in the next couple of days. But Mercury sextiles Pluto first at the last degrees of Pisces. And he says, oh, opening sextile, oh, that's what's going on. And Pisces, of course, in water doesn't talk. It communicates by doing things. It communicates by paper. It communicates by sound. It communicates by soul. So we want to watch when Mercury on Saturday sextiles Pluto. There's an energy of communication, accountability. Pluto is, of course, triangles and drama. You getting the idea why this is going to be a hard week? Yeah, it's going to be a hard week. Then Mercury enters Aries. That happens on Sunday. And as he enters Aries, we have a little bit of a breath of fresh air. In a couple days, the sun's going to enter Aries. And we're going to have a new moon in Aries, right? So we know... We're leaving behind things, but also we're in the dark of the moon, right? Which is that little sliver. So the dark of the moon, as we're approaching a releasing energy and we're closing a releasing, because at the beginning of the month, when we had the new moon, Saturn was in Aquarius and now he's slipped into Pisces. And now we have the closing aspect that says, what do you need to let go? What do you need to release? What do you need to slip slide away from? And Mercury ending Aries gets everything fierce now, remember, Mercury rules that out-of-bounds Mars and Gemini. So while Mercury's been in Pisces, you know, while Mercury was in Pisces the last few weeks, it was, communication was hard, we were hearing things, you know, we're feeling emotions, didn't have words. When he goes into Aries, he's clear. He is really clear. And Mercury in Aries is a very tough Mercury in that he speaks the truth, whether you like it or not, and it, it isn't necessarily, it's a sharp tongue. Right. Um, you know, the story I tell is my friend Teddy, you know, saying she has Mercury in Aries natally. Uh, she's saying to me, you know, Anne, you know, you're really smart. I'm surprised you're not more successful. And I kind of listen to that. I, oh, there's a compliment in there. I think she thinks I'm smart, but she's surprised I'm not more successful. That's interesting. OK. And so we look at that Mercury in Aries as a little bit of a sharp tongue, as a little bit of a um, uh, poke a poke, a poke. And she also, in her in her time, when I knew her well, when she lived in New York, I haven't really seen much of her lately. When she lived in New York, you know, when she would back someone, she would lean forward and she would go, I don't back things that don't work. And everybody in the room would kind of sit back and look at her. And she'd be like, yeah, I only back things that win. Now, Mercury is opposite Juno when it does this, which gives us an energy of separating from uh, things that we used to nurture in a different way. So there's an energy oppositions, of course, for separating energies. And as Mercury goes into Aries, 
he's going to reevaluate all of his commitments, all of the things he said he was going to do. If he was a little wishy-washy about stuff when he was in Pisces, now he's going to get clear. So if you've been feeling unable to make decisions, you're kind of maybe this, maybe that. With Mars clearing all the all the Pisces planets, or the planets, Pisces planets clearing him, actually, because they're squaring him, and Mercury shifting into Aries, you'll be able to make decisions on Sunday, and you'll really feel like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing now. A clarity, but also now Mars gets very fierce for the last three degrees that he's in because he is answering to Mercury and Aries. So he was watching, and I always think of Mars and Mars, Mercury and Pisces going into Mercury and Aries as David Carradine in Kung Fu. And he would walk into the town. He was kind of this nice looking, mild mannered guy. And then the bullies would be getting ready to beat him up. And he would flash back onto his time in the temple where his teacher called him Grasshopper. And he would go, now Grasshopper. And they would share wisdom. And then he would listen to the wisdom. And then he would go whack, 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 whack and kill the bad guys. So Mercury into Aries is a warrior class spirit. So that happens on Sunday, but that happens after the setup of this week. So we know it's pretty intense. And we also know that Mercury and Venus are now in a semi-sextile to each other. So from Mercury's point of view, he's telling Venus what to do. From Venus's point of view, Mercury's in her blind spot. So the two of them, you know, Venus is going to turn to Mercury and go, what happened? And Mercury's going to go, yeah, didn't you know that? And Venus is like, I didn't know that. Because remember, she's out of Aries now. So she's in Taurus and she's like, what happened? And he's like, yeah, a lot of blind spots being revealed. You know, Saturn and Pluto are in a blind spot. Mercury and Venus are in a blind spot energy of pay attention to what gets revealed, believe your eyes and ears, pay attention to it, watch it with this, you're going to see stuff. Mars is past being deceived. He is, uh, he's done. He's leaving. I'm out of here. You can't deceive me anymore. I've left that behind. I'm ready for a new chapter. And the sun and Mercury are also past Mars and they're ready for new chapters too. So stuff you've been putting up with, you're done. Stuff other people have been putting up with, they're done. We also have Juno on the nodes of fate. Uh, so when Juno comes to the nodes of fate, she invites us to partner with a new reality. So at the end of this week, I would expect each of you to go, the new reality that I'm going to be partnering with, Anne, is bop, 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 whatever it is. And it is about you making choices for your future, your direction, what's inspiring to you, what calls your soul. Not easy, weak, but clear. Clarity helps. When you can look at it and say, you have this. Think about if you've ever heard words from someone, I have inoperable cancer. I have a brain tumor. I have, uh, I am an alcoholic. I have whatever. When you hear the definitive words, the reality shifts. When it's named, the reality shifts. Hard week on earth, though. All right. Let's look at the, the degrees. Uh, but hard but changing. I, I don't want it to be feel scary. I just, when you have, when you have weeks like this, it's just recognizing 
that there are weeks, you know, like in your life, you know, 10 years from now, you go to an astrologer and they'll say, so what happened in March of 2023? And you go, oh yeah, March of 2023, crossroads in my life, big crossroads, big things shifted. So we're going to watch this and see what it is because those changes are designed to get you on your next path, whatever that's going to be. And it's a forward motion and it's a full steam ahead. And we have next week still to come. <laughs> but this is the one you want to think of as, oh, right, I have to do that. Uranus on the world point, Aries, Venus and Aries, I'm sorry, Mercury and Aries on the world point, uh, activating ideas, seeing things you hadn't seen before, plus all the reality clearing, seeing things. You Again, Neptune is being asked to go we're leaving neptune behind not in a mean way but we're just like oh wow okay so sun this week goes from uh, 24 to 29 uh aries uh, pisces rather it enters aries next week we talked about its three big aspects the, the conjunction to neptune it's square to mars and its conjunction to mercury it also is um working in a parallel aspect with Aries, the goddess of discord now parallels don't show in the chart visually you know like like the zodiacal degree is but sun parallel eris is harnessing that goddess of discord that disruption energy and getting her to do something differently with you and mercury is also going to be par paralleling eris which means that your words are going to be very very clear but perhaps a bit difficult i would encourage you uh to be conscious of fighting this week meaning you can have fights with people that you never then talk to again, right? Because this is one of those weeks where you say something or they say something and you're done. The example I use uh, when I was younger, I don't know what the aspect was, but I can describe what happened and it's like what happens this week. I had a guy I worked with that when I was at Control Day, a really lovely, lovely man. And he was a uh, um, submariner. And submarine guys don't really talk. I think it's because they're all trapped in the boat downstairs underwater, right? So anyway, he and his wife were having some trouble. And he really wanted to make it work. You know, he had a daughter with her, you know, loved her, whatever. And she said to him, I only married you to make my father unhappy. And after she said that, he clicked. And he was done. And that was it. She said that to him. And he went, wow, that's why you married me? This is the kind of truths that come out this week. This is the kind of stuff that gets revealed. You only did that because of that. And it will alter how you think about things. And in his case, it altered uh, it altered his commitment to trying to make it work. And he went, I don't wanna. Um, I was talking to a client the other day and partner said, I, I don't wanna work on the marriage. I'm, I'm not committed to working on it at all. And partner wanted to. They were 80% committed. And partner, the other partner went, I don't want to work on it. That's the energy. Okay. And and if you feel it, know that it's time to move. If they feel it, know that it's time to move. It ain't changing. These are really big aspects of I'm done here. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh Mercury, busy guy this week. He runs from 16 Pisces to two Aries. We already talked about his square to Neptune, his conjunction to Neptune and his square to Mars. 
He also has a sextile to Pluto where he makes a deal. Sometimes this is a deal with the devil. So be careful who you make deals with um, as he sextiles Pluto. And then he enters into Aries. And then he meets up with Aries, the goddess of discord. Again, words that cut, words that shift, words that end relationships. Um, this is that energy. Um, we also have him in a semi-square to Uranus on a world point. That happens on Sunday. And again, the whole week has just been kind of crazy. So on Sunday, you'll be processing. So that's that semi-square. Uh, <clears throat> Venus this week goes from 24 Aries to three Taurus. Yes, three Taurus. Four Taurus. I'm sorry. She goes to four Taurus. And she um, has that square to Pluto, which is triangle dynamics. You may find out <clears throat> partner's in a triangle or your partner may find out you're in a triangle. Triangles get revealed. You and another person, a third person. You another person and a third thing, drugs, alcohol, obsessions, whatever. Um, we also have Venus entering Pluto and Venus sextiling Saturn, which is setting up the work for this next two and a half years because she has a realization and she says, okay, now that I'm in Taurus, Saturn, what are we going to build? I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I want to go build something. Um, she also connects with the node of fate on the 19th which encourages her to make some commitments to things. Uh, and the 19th, of course, is Sunday. <clears throat> Mars this week, as I mentioned, he is his third and final square to Neptune, echoing the October 8th, 12th, and October 19th dates. And remember, with Mars, you look like a couple days before, because he kind of usually you feel it like, you know, 8, 9, 10 of October, right? Um, he also has a sextile with Eris, the goddess of discord, making him very active this week. Uh, and he runs from 24 to 27. Which, When I say those degrees, look in your chart and any planets between 24 and 27 are going to be activated by him. Um, uh, Jupiter runs from 14 to 16, it's almost 17. And he meets up with Chiron and Vesta uh, which says, okay, now that's that little clump of guys over here in Aries that they're kind of hanging out, right? And so he is, that's a lot about the home, the hearth, the body, because Vesta rules the body. Um, and then at the end of the week on the 19th, Jupiter here is in a semi-sextile to uh, Uranus, right? So seven, you know, 16, 16. So when semi-sextiles happen, Somebody's in somebody's blind spot and somebody's in somebody's passenger side. So from the proportion of Jupiter and Aries is in the blind spot of Uranus. So Uranus is going to go, what? What was happening? From the perspective of um, Jupiter, Uranus is in the house of let's make some changes and get some stuff done. I have a vision of how we can do it. So they work with each other different ways. So Jupiter is going to say to Uranus, I think this is what we need to do next. Uranus is going to find out stuff from Jupiter that it, that he didn't know before and be perhaps a little shocked. Um, Saturn this week is zero to two. He's got the sextile to Juno and partnership energy at the beginning of the week. Um, we also have Chiron meeting Vesta this week, which is very much a um, a change. The other thing that's happening on Sunday, which I didn't put in because we already had so many charts, Pluto is in a Quindicilli to Pallas Athena. You've been operating under a strategy 
that you thought was a good decision when you made it. And it was, there wasn't anything wrong with it, but you're gonna look at it and go, that strategy is not working. And that's what the result of this week is. You're gonna look at the stuff you've been doing and going, that strategy, in case of my friend Bob, that strategy decide to save my wedding, my marriage isn't working because she married me because she wanted to, wanted to marry me to get away from her father and to make her father mad because she was Asian and he was Caucasian. And uh, he went, wow. Wow. Like almost like, what what do you do when you get information like that, right? How, do, how does that shape your reality? That's the week we have. Now it may be, you know, you're not having it in your chart active, but you're having other people have it and you're watching it. But also we can, we can be experiencing it ourselves where, where our reality shifts and changes. Um, and also we have a little bit of violence in the home on the Ides of March, on March 15th. Um, ba, ba, ba. Those are the biggies. And then of course, Juno kicking onto the nodes on March 19th, where there's a forward we go into the next chapter. As we mentioned, this is an intense week. The whole week is intense, but the super intense days are Tuesday, uh, Thursday and Friday. Um, and then Sunday, we have an aha moment. We also have a new moon webinar Sunday the 19th. So sign up because um, the sun enters Aries next week on the 20th, which is Monday. So new moon webinar on the 19th, this Sunday coming. It'll be on the website probably Wednesday. Don't It's not there yet, so don't go looking for it. Okay, so Sunday was daylight savings time. Yay, spring forward. I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, it's so bright. It's <laughs> one part I like about daylight savings time. The rest of it, not so much. All the clocks. I mean, I have a lot of clocks in this apartment. I had to reset. So the moon goes void, went void last night, uh, Monday, Sunday night at 2.58, because I'm recording this on Monday, because I watched the Oscars last night. Um goes void at 258, entered Sagittarius at, at 321, and the moon went void with a sextile to Pluto. So it's in Sagittarius the 13th, the 14th, the 15th, goes void at uh, 4.50 a.m. with the trine to Venus. So moon and Sag trines Venus. So the beginning part of the week, forward motion. Now Tuesday has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven squares. A lot of square energy on Tuesday. So Tuesday's intense. Moon will be out of bounds in fire, answering to a fiery Jupiter. So it's a fiery, kind of passionate, little wild day. Um, the Wednesday, the uh, 15th, Moon goes into Capricorn at 8 a.m. And it's in Capricorn on Wednesday, Thursday. Goes void Friday at 10.14 a.m. with a conjunction to Pluto. And then it is, enters Aquarius at uh, 10.25 a.m. And it will be in Aquarius Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and it goes void on Sunday at 6.33 with a trine to the moon. Moon, tri moon Aquarius, trine Mars and Gemini. And then it enters Pisces at 11 a.m. On, uh, on Sunday the 19th. And it's in Pisces through going void. 11:58 uh, a.m. on the 21st, and it goes void with a sextile to 
yeah, moon in Pisces goes void with a sextile to Pluto. So the closing aspects are good all weekend, all week. They're very much definitive, but a uh, big, big day the 17th. You know, I do that daily podcast where I send out the dates. And when I print out, I print them out at the beginning of the month for every every day. And I got to the 17th, I'm like, holy cow, look at all that stuff on this. And then I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, oh no, oh, no, no, no. This, oh, oh, that 17th, that's a little dicey. So we want to know we're building to that, right? And so we got to get past that. It's, hump day is not Wednesday this week. Hump day is Friday. We get past Friday, we're going to relax in our chairs and go, oh, I feel so much better. Oh, thank you, thank you. But it's very intense. Moon is out of bounds, so emotions are high. Mars is out of bounds. Emotions are high. Mercury is shifting into Aries. Mars gets very assertive when that happens. And because he's out of bounds, he may not be well behaved, right? And, you know, so we want to kind of think of Mercury and Aries um, is in mutual reception to Mars and Gemini. So it also means that things are justified. People justify their behavior which is never a good thing, unless they're right, of course. <laughs> I should say, wait, wait, if they're right, it's a good thing, but it's it's a very intense week, so just be really careful out there. There was a TV show back a long time ago called Hill Street Blues, and on the days that it was going to be a little rust wild, the captain would kind of go, now, be careful out there, so I kind of feel like that's the clip of the week. Be careful out there, um, because we need to be careful out there. Um, and remember, everybody else is having these transits. You have the benefit of astrology to help you navigate them. Uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh, lots and lots and lots going on. So, um, and if you have these planets in your chart, at the degrees I read out, those planets are really activating you this week. Same with your family and friends. So, good luck. I'll see you next week. Big hugs. You're going to be fine. This is what we've been waiting for, even though we didn't know we were waiting for it, <laughs> because we are children of the universe, and the universe is unfolding, and we're going into the next chapter, which necessitates closing the book on this chapter, going, oh, that was so good, or, oh, that was so sad, and putting the book on the shelf knowing that the new chapter is opening. And you know how like when you finish a good book, you kind of mull on it and you kind of wish it didn't finish, but you also know that it finished. Sometimes you go back and read the parts again. That's okay, a little bit of a review time with the Neptune. Sometimes there's a review. You know, I remember when The Sixth Sense came out and, and it was one of the first movies M. Shanahan had made. And you know, you get to the end and you realize spoiler alert here, Bruce Willis is dead. And then you go back and you look at all the scenes in the movie with a different way of seeing them because you see it differently now, you know? Uh, and, and it was really well done because you had that, wow, I, you know, I completely interpreted it this way and now I'm interpreting it that way. So question, critical thinking week, really apply those critical thinking skills. As I mentioned, New Moon webinar, 319 next Sunday for the New Moon on Tuesday. A uh, couple of stars, you want a daily update? This is going to be a big week. <laughs> you can sign up for, you get a six to 10 minute video. I usually include a song of the day. For today's song, I included that beautiful rendition of Lady Gaga's 
um, song that she wrote for Top Gun. Uh, she did that stripped down version during the Oscars last night. It was just, I was crying away. Um, so I try and pick a song that has the theme of the day. Uh, and so sign up. Uh, the Intentions webinar is out there. A couple of you found it. It's out there on my website. It's also on Teachable. A couple of you wrote and went, oh, you have a Teachable account? I'm like, yeah, that's that school I've been talking about. That there's stuff out there. I haven't officially announced it, but there's stuff out there. More stuff to come. Uh, and then Time for Technique, April 21st to the 23rd. This is an online conference where a bunch of us are going to give you techniques that make you learn more astrology and how to do it better. Also, NORWAC uh, in May, which is a lovely co conference, the 39th annual NORWAC. Um, it's in simultaneous, hybrid, and virtual. Um, virtual and in person, so you can do either way. Watch it in your underwear or come and hang out in a room with people. Um, and then Omega uh, the last week of Ju June through July 2nd. Beautiful campus upstate. So wishing you a good week, uh, a, a blessed week a week where you're not feeling too overwhelmed by the stuff that's going on, but an awareness of the changes that we're experiencing. So, you know, be careful out there. It'll be okay. You'll be okay. I promise you'll be okay. Um, and off we go. Have a good one. Bye.